everybody. Welcome to the 48th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind everybody, uh, give us a follow on iTunes, follow us on Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, you can uh, send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And bans on this episode are determined by our Patreon supporters in uh, part. So if you guys want to check that out, you can get some exclusive benefits there. And uh, we have a special announcement today regarding the podcast. Levi and I have both decided to start doing this podcast weekly. We decided that it would be the best way to keep us both um, you know, up to date with current releases and keep the format from running overly long. And it'll allow us to focus more on individual releases and hopefully provide more you know, thoughtful analyses. I, I totally agree with all of this. Um, honestly, dude, I um, we probably should have done this months ago when oh COVID kicked in. We should have started uh, doing this like, yeah, we should have started, like, started doing yeah. like two years ago, honestly, when we started yeah. getting inundated with like 10 plus bands every fucking episode. So we're going to we're going to resolve that and bring you a weekly podcast in a more digestible format. I, honestly, uh, I mean, we're we will we will cover more bands this way and cover each band in just that much more depth um so it's a win-win honestly man i'm fucking down with this uh so um hey good decision bud i think it'll be i think it'll make it more enjoyable for everybody and with this new format you can expect some additional changes for example you may have noticed we didn't thank all 50 plus patreon supporters uh, Which, right by the way thank you i i love that we are at a number where you even have to start going about it this way christian well what we're going to do is start thanking them at the end, uh, because I feel like at the very start, it's sort of, um, it's, it's not as a seamless, a listening experience for everyone. I want to make it more enjoyable for everyone, new people and our, our current listeners. So, um, we will still thank our Patreon supporters, but we're going to thank them at the end from now on going forward. Word. So I guess, uh, ready to talk about some fucking bangers. We've got eight bands for you today. And the first band we're going to talk about is the Arson Choir, which is a five piece metalcore mathcore band from Los Angeles. This is just like one of the very few like chaotic type bands out here in California. It's good to see this band come back after a three-year silence with some really strong material too. So, what I what I was picking up and what I saw, I I, I just had the single. Do you have more than that? They've got there's two singles up right now actually. Um, there they, there are two singles. I mean yes 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 that's what I sorry about that yeah. Um, that's all that's have. available right now. They just announced a new EP, Invisible Monsters, which they're self-releasing October second on. 7-inch vinyl, uh, so you can go check. That's actually a really lovely-looking 7-inch. I don't know if you saw that. I have not, no. Um, uh, that's great news, though. Uh, also, just great that they're, you know, just a uh, nice little uh, break, break in time there, coming back 2020. And, uh, that's great, man. Dude, and they've, uh, they've like really fucking stepped it up with this newer stuff. It's, like, way stronger shit. material. I, I love covering bands, even if your back catalog, the last fucking demo or record was, like, three to four years ago. And even if it changes completely, it's just really nice to just see um, the, the the back catalog, I guess. Uh, so um, with these guys, uh, I just um, such a solid post hardcore. Actually, probably the 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 best post hardcore I've heard like this year yet. Um, really got me going. Uh, the vocal approach. So you wouldn't just, me... you wouldn't describe it as metalcore or mathcore. You would describe it yeah, more as post hardcore. Yeah, no, no, uh, post hardcore and metalcore. Yeah. I, okay. um, but but when I go, when I use the post hardcore, I'm always kind of going towards like a. Um, every I time guess post hardcore, right? Okay, well, post hardcore could definitely be sort of a larger umbrella term to describe a lot of things that have, you know, come about since the end of whatever technically hardcore's real. You know, end was, man, you know what I'm saying? And, like, and I'll and I'll be honest, that metalcore thing, um, 
I just um, it's not like a. We I both just, shy I away from using that label. <laughs> just just tend to shy away. There's no reason. It's just something that um, I use when I I guess when it was bigger metalcore. Was, I, it was just something different, and um, I, I know there's a resurgence in metalcore. But yeah, it's just some uh, a tag I usually don't use. I'm kind of going towards uh, something else. But uh, it is metalcore. It, absolutely. Mathcore is metalcore. You know. So. Yep. And post hardcore. Well, now we're just let's not split hairs and genres. We oh, do that so much listen, already on this podcast, but yeah, man. Um, uh, did I you go back you, and listen to their to their older EP, by the way? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, like I said, like I said, just I, I, um, this episode specifically compared to the, the other ones, um, I'm really trying to focus on if they do have that back catalog to take the extra time to listen to the back catalog because I think it is important. Um, even good. if they are, like I said, just it's completely different. It's just great to fucking um, to see what they're doing. And like these guys, I mean, 2017 to 2020, I mean, in the midst of people being busy and shit and, and having a band, I mean, that could go, f- the time could pass by, but as far as being a band trying to write shit, I think that's a pretty long time to have a break and not like release anything, you know? Um, so maybe, I agree. maybe they took a break and came back or whatever the fuck it is. Or maybe, I mean, honestly, cause we have one or two bands coming up on this episode where COVID is ultimately the catalyst and factor of why they are a thing now, you know? So maybe people are just fucking writing shit again because, you know, I, I mean, hopefully they are. I mean, you should definitely be using this time if you're not, busy with other shit to be working on artistic yep. endeavors. Hopefully this is a time that everyone can kind of become more prolific. Yep. And, and I mean, honestly, like as far as programs and recording, we all know, I mean, you can produce yourself these days. You don't need to go to the goddamn studio and stuff. You know, you can just, um, what was, who's the band, um, last uh, episode, a uh, crisis, um, crisis actor, crisis yeah, they actor were, where they're a remote project, you know? Yeah. Just remote project, which is fucking amazing. And they did that, you know, through the COVID thing. It's just, it's great. I'd say the most technically challenging thing for most of these bands recording remotely is just recording drums. I think everything else, recording vocals at home is easy. Recording guitars at home is obviously very easy, but recording drums requires a lot more setup, mic placement, you know, soundproofing. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more mm-hmm. stuff to consider, a hodgepodge of differentiating factors, if you will. As far as like being mic'd, I feel like the drum is mic'd the most, right? I mean, compared to everything else. Oh, I mean, I mean it, de- it depends on what in what context we're, we're speaking of, but you know, like live. Yeah, because I know nothing. I mean, live. There's usually a couple overheads and a snare mic and some tom mics, and there's probably twice as many in the fucking studio. De- just depends on the studio that you're working in, what kind Word. of equipment they have. Um, but yeah, you know, it's they definitely have stepped it up a lot with this newer material. I, I felt like their older stuff was fairly derivative, which can work for some you know to some degree for some people like especially if they really enjoy nostalgia worship but on this newer ep i feel like they really seem to dial in a sound that's like more like uniquely them and it's just like it's just good guitar work good vocals generally the whole songwriting seems to be greatly improved i like how politically charged and socially charged their message is once again you're gonna get a lot more of that man these days i mean people are if, fucking pissed great, and rightfully man. so yeah yeah man just like i'm telling you just like get the fucking free time to fucking write some more music and everything you also got free time to fucking be pissed about shit man so it's 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 good i um i just really hope that um and i'm always the one to stress the lyrics and everything but specifically this episode just yeah everybody fucking tapping into lyrics they got them posted man it's it's um i think uh everybody's attitudes have definitely switched a little bit this year you know, in what they were focusing on. So it's good. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like the, I can thoroughly agree with the sentiments held in the lyrics. If maybe perhaps they're lacking in subtlety a bit, but 
I feel like they're, they're, the message is certainly there. So That's great, man. Yep. They, you know, a couple of critiques, though, is I did feel like this is another toothless situation, which I'm just a little disappointed they didn't come through with the full-length effort. I mean, they've been a band for six years. Yeah. And coming back with a four-track EP is a little is a little underwhelming. Even what if the I material will... is very strong, I'll give them that. But um, I'm going to give them a point back on their side uh, for pressing it physically on vinyl. That is true. However, they are charging too much. Counterpoint. <laughs> they're charging too much for their digital ah, download. shit. You took it away from me like that again, huh? That's pretty yeah, good. They're, they're overvaluing their digital download for sure. I feel like if they just slid that, that price point down to like two bucks, you know, that, that sounds like a good amount of money for four digital tracks to me. But uh, that's, that's just my, my two cents, I guess. So what songs uh, uh, did you enjoy off this, Levi? Honestly, dude. Um, well... Or of yeah, the two, real, which did you of enjoy the more? Two, honestly, both were great, man. I mean, once again, I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't choose one with this one, um, for the fact that, well, actually, Christian, um, you're telling me there was two. I only listened to one, so um, I don't have a favorite track. So, okay, well, um, in that case, I would suggest <laughs> that we listen. <laughs> just brush right past that. Um, I think that uh, we should just go ahead and give him Vanisher. Then I think Vanisher is probably the most impressive track of the two. The guitar work and the vocal performance is especially tight. And Love uh, it. even though it's a fade out, the fun, uh, the finale of the song and its lyrics are really quite catchy and heavy. So we're going to go ahead and give you Vanisher, which is track four from the Arson Choir's new EP, Invisible Monsters, which is coming out October 2nd of 2020. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
Some exaggeration there, I'm sure. There's definitely been a few times where I've been like out, you know, in the country or something. I just didn't. It's always the it's always the bait. Um, I don't need to get high, but um, I definitely would like to get high. Like, and if it's available, I'm going to get high. Therefore, I'll be high. And yes, I need to get high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs versus wants. The line is just completely <laughs> blurred to me. <laughs> I have no idea. Every impulse, you know. <laughs> Yo, new chlorine with the screamo cast too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to start doing a screamo cast? I mean, you you would have to take the lead on that one though. That would be that would be your podcast because I, mean, I can't fucking I don't have the wherewithal to do Dark Trail, Math Core Index, Math Cast, and then you know balance the rest of my life. You know, yep. and organize screamo cast. So you you would have to do that. Um, it uh, we're gonna put that on pressures the, on Levi. <laughs> I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that on the. I need to scribble some notes down. And Everybody, I say, you like how I just put his bitch yeah. ass on the spot so hard right there. I was just. No, for real. We we should we should give him screamo cast. Everyone's been asking for it, so we may as well fucking maybe take one one day out of the month and do a. Since we're doing MathCast weekly, we can maybe we can take an hour out of the week to, or month to talk about Screamo. Yep. Uh, for everybody out there that doesn't even that, that knows the whole thing, like when Christian and I met, it was ultimately like Christian was the metalhead, and then I just shoved Screamo down his throat, and then at some point he kind of started taking on I gave the knowledge in. of Screamo. Yeah. Well, you just you no, wore not, me. Was, you wore me down. <laughs> no, I wore you down, but then at some point I felt like you were picking up a sh- on shit, and then. I mean, technically, you were in somewhat of a screamo-ish band, but I know it's mathcore, but it's like you definitely You took the had. words out of my mouth. Those kids were definitely big into screamo, and they certainly turned me on to a lot of other screamo or just encouraged me to listen to shit that you had probably already mentioned. So uh, I was going to say, you can say whatever you want. You want to call Antarctica? I heard Quentin's voice. That shit's some screamo. So it's, oh, I mean, <laughs> he sounds, he's, sounds like he's totally trying to rip off Lex and the guy from uh, Reversal of Man. So... Well, yeah, it's very like it's just that early shrieky throat destroying like of death, like love lost but not forgotten shit where it's just it's it's a you know, it's like a like a little like like, yeah, it's it's absurd. It's absurd. It's not even a vocal like range. It's just frantic screams. So uh, all that ranting aside about Screamo, that was that was Vanisher, which is track four from Invisible Monsters, which is the Arson Choir's new EP. And that came out back on October 2nd. So the next band we're going to talk about, and oh my fuck, this is a banger. We're going to talk about Asatis. And uh, Asatis are a progressive death metal quintet from Portland, Oregon. And shout out to the Heaviest Podcast for reminding me about this banger's release. Uh, This is just one of those bands that's been on my radar forever. And for whatever reason, I'm just an asshole and I never really gave their music anything more than what, what I like to call a cursory listen. Until the Heaviest spoke about them a few episodes back. So uh, anyway... Now I'm, I'm fully fucking sold on this shit after hearing their new album, False Peace. It's just incredible, dissonant, technical, progressive, and at times even blackened death metal with tons of uh, disorienting rubato and sickly grooves that'll definitely please everybody who likes tech metal, mathcore, and death metal. Like, there's a really like broad appeal here. Um, it's just absolutely disgusting, really. Um, you took every word out of my mouth, man. Um, so I will be honest to say this before this release, um, nor did I, I mean, so I say this, I, I didn't hear anything about before. So naturally I didn't hear the back catalog 
Um, as soon as they started popping up on all the blogs, though, and just all the reviews, I definitely went into it right away just because I saw the the descriptions. And yeah, man, um, the the dissonance, just the chaotic fucking uh the the random blasts to the just the mathy technic uh the uh, mathy technicality uh everything was just it was perfect man uh this is by far probably my my like new favorite experimental group uh next to fawn limbs uh this i'm like i because i'm pretty sure this release is gonna be like a double record or is it a single one it's no it's just a single it's not, a like a, it's not a double LP or anything that I know. Um, it, but it, but it, uh, this album is a fucking ride, man. And it's, it's not ambitious, even the length, it's, is it's what not I would call it. It's not even the length of it. Yeah, it's not even the length of it. It's just, it's everywhere, man. It's it's great. Um, well, I mean, on that note, it, the length is massive, though. I mean, the runtime is an hour and 11 minutes versus the last album, oh, it's which over, is 56 oh, it's over minutes. An hour. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, they're, this is a huge and ambitious step forward from their already ambitious self titled debut. Did you say that you did not have a chance to go back and listen to that? I didn't because I was so focused on this new release. Um, uh, That's fair. And, it's it's yeah. definitely like leaps and bounds better. And as much can, as can I, I tell you though, um, I literally was so taken back by just this release and finding the group that just myself reading these notes, I've realized that I did not look back to, into any back catalog. So that is my fault. But also, I just realized this because this album grabbed me so much, where I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Whoa, holy fucking shit!" Like that kind of thing. So that's where yeah. I'm at with it. Definitely treat yourself to the the self-titled album. Go back and revisit that because it's real fucking good. This one, however, is is just so much better. Um, it's basically a perfect marriage of dissonant death metal and groove metal. It, it's basically like Gorguts meets Carbomb. That's like the comparison I keep coming back to. Um, I will agree with you completely. Uh, the groove... Uh, that they possess uh, on most of these tracks, they, it kind of like holds me to the ground, kind of like gets me my nod head, my my uh, my head nodding, and then the random blasts and just the technicality completely just pull me different directions, dude. And I'm like, uh, I, it's it's great. I use this word a lot on the podcast, but rubato is what you're. I think you're describing. It's kind of like a push and pull effect yes. that you get from yes. manipulating the tempo slower and you faster have, subtly you have, yeah you have definitely tried to drill this in my head before i would yes that that is the word i would say Roboto. and it's a it's a technique that car bomb employs a lot and it's fucking real slick <laughs> <laughs> real slick real good there it's fucking it's good yeah if you like the new Piron, i think this will really resonate with you as well even though their sounds aren't like exactly the same i feel like ultimately they have the same sonic end game yep and, um, go ahead. Uh, uh, what, what, do you know what, uh, what, uh, record label released them? Do you have that on your notes? I don't have that on my notes. I'm not sure that it was released on any record label at all, actually. That's what, okay. All right. That's where I'm at. I didn't know if they did or not. I thought it maybe I, DIY or a quick yeah. scan of their band camp. It seems as though the release is self-released. God, that's be, fucking amazing to be perfectly redundant, but great. And yeah, they're just so many disgusting dissonant yet catchy grooves on this thing on scalded they keep hinting at this motif using this dissonant riff which then like fully evolves into like a catchy sludge groove um and that i found to be really good it was like seriously a two minute build up and then they finally hit you with it and it's just so catchy and like sludgy you don't really hear death metal bands giving you like the riff, you know, you're like, Oh, there's that riff, you know, <laughs> the song scalded has the riff on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and you'll know it when you hear it. Cause it fucking hits. I also really liked, um, on house of Turin, they do a very similar thing, but with like a blackened death metal presentation on groove metal, which is uh, kind of yep. sort of sums up their sound. 
uh, House of Turn was my jam. That was the one that really so grabbed good. me. That's a yep. real gripping yep. track for sure. But it's not like all balls to the wall death metal either. They really do employ some like atmosphere. The first track actually is a great example because it's just like industrial, you know? Yep. Uh, that, that's that's why they're more on the gore gut side. I feel they definitely take you for a bit of a ride on top of that dissonance and everything. Um, it's, uh, man, I did not get to listen to this album enough, and I'm very excited to have my physical uh, copy come to me so I can fucking just, like, smoke a J and just really kind of get into this record. Oh, shit. You're going to make me have to buy that now, you son of a bitch. Um, I, dude, you got to go on there. I'm pretty sure the, 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 the vinyl's gone. Oh, no. I really I'm fucked up sure. there. pretty sure. But uh, yeah. if you need to buy their digital, though, however, they are charging name your own price. So you get a thousand MathCast points for that. Fucking 5,000 MathCast points. Bro. Who's, <laughs> you get, who's, you who's, get some MathCast points. <laughs> yeah, some MathCast. Hey, do you know what? Honestly, dude, I'm going to toss in like... like That's how we gauge 40. our erections. I'm tossing at least like 50 Screamo points in there too, just because, because I'm Screamo index, just running that shit, you know, just whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to do the podcast. Maybe I'll oh, toss them oh, in there oh, and shit. Oh, your, like, your Screamo index? Your Screamo no. index? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's what I am. Yeah. Wow. That changed oh, I quickly. Wish I, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could tell people uh, the, the story of that, but uh, yeah. Um, no, we're not going to, we're not going to give the killer a name. Yep. We're not going to talk yep. about fucking Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo Pants. <laughs> I'm not going to give that guy or his shitty fucking memes any more traction by fucking acknowledging his existence. Oh, um, his Screamo Index. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. His. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as long as some of these songs are, though, I really do enjoy the journey, as you would call it, on which they take me. Like, I'm not yeah, inclined. Yeah. I'm not inclined to skip the tracks, even though they're super fucking long at times. Even Dance of the Behemoth, which is 16 fucking minutes. That's a lot of music to digest and on that note this is i mean some of my critiques this is a very challenging release just due to the the song's run times like 10 14 and 16 minute tracks like that's occasionally they're 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 a bit long-winded at times so you need to like Mm -hmm. set aside time this album this isn't just oh i'm gonna pop i'm gonna pop on a sadist really casually no no you need to set aside a fucking hour to sit here and listen to this this album because it demands your attention yeah, just Crucible, the valuable degradation in pieces also kind of felt like fluff. I think maybe that they just kind of needed to give you the, the palate cleansers, though, after those super long tracks. So, Man, I, I, I'm viewing those tracks more uh, as palate cleansers. And I, even in my notes, I'm doing that more in these last few episodes where I'm realizing it's like, well, ah, I mean, like, even though I'm not down for it, it's like, it's kind of nice to kind of like a little break there, you know, and you can either, you know, you hear the track and you're like, ah, oh, skip next to that. But I mean, it's this, this specifically, I felt like they were just buffers. They were nice yeah. little, like, you know, breaths of fresh air. So that's a very Christian kind of complaint. Like I, I want more of a, a lean run time, but again, the, the longer tracks at least don't feel like a waste. To me. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, well, I mean, as far as digestibility, if, I mean, if it's not like an EP or a, five six track if it is a full album i guess i mean fuck, this I is guess certainly I'm signing not... up for the ticket you know and like just paying for it and going for the ride i guess you know that this is the thing. antithesis to digestible like i mean the second leg of this album drags really hard because of all the long tracks like the most digestible stuff is within the first tra- five tracks drags really hard i think that is a very good description because <laughs> even though I mean, it's they good, are still but it's crushing just... it it is a long track it's Absolutely. long as fuck yep. like <laughs> um but uh i did really like pretty much every song on this album even even the interlude tracks are good like there's they, they bring quality to whatever they 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 record uh i like track two scalded uh track three and 
impertinence, um, impermanence rather, and of course House of Turin. I think that was actually my favorite, to be honest. Yeah, dude, as soon as you said House of Turin, I was like, well, yeah, that's the one. I mean, it shows the full range of the band's capability without being overly long, which is, I think they have a tendency to do that. (laughs) On the going on, what we were just saying, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude. Um, yeah. Let's let's do House of Turn. That that no. Be great well, that. let me. Well, actually, um, conversely, oh, you though, son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you gonna say now? We're gonna give them impermanence, is what I already decided. Because impermanence really? is Why? more of a, because it was like one of their leading singles, and I I feel like it's one of the strongest and more concise tracks on the album at three minutes. So, hmm. All right. All right. Oh well. Hey, uh, I agree. Okay. Perfect. So we're going to go ahead and give you Impermanence, which is track four from Estatus' new album, False Peace, and that came out on July 10th of 2020. Here we go.
question. Yo, what, what happened? Discord chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, where, where are you? Are you not at your computer anymore? Because I can't hear you. I'm here. Everybody said that you're gone, actually. Um, and I actually raised the frame right now. Everybody can hear me, and they can't hear you. Oh, my God. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can hear you on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to start doing. I was about to start talking about Joshua fit for battle for a second. Everybody started wanting to talk about Screamo cast. <laughs> God damn it! I'm pretty sure the universe provided there for me, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better savor it. <laughs> I did savor it, dude. All it right. So That's hilarious. Look in the chat. Everybody was like, "Levi, it's your time. Let's go." I literally thought they were reacting to me, but I'm such a fucking. I am the dingus, apparently. Oh, dude, this is great. This is great. That is funny. Oh, the delightful misunderstandings we have. Oh, so good, dude. All right. Um, <laughs> that was a good technical difficulty. <laughs> you were elated. I don't like this. Oh, this is good. They, the universe provided. I fucking said Screamo Index. And was like, what? Let's do this, Levi. <laughs> fucking this party. Uh, listen, if you, can, if you can defeat me on the field of battle, you can have MathCast. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want MathCast. No, no, you can have that. I don't want that. You win. <laughs> All right. So you big, me, me little. <laughs> Yo, you're. You know, don't discount yourself. All right. Thanks, man. All right. So that was Impermanence, which is track four from Estatus's new album, False Peace, and that came out back on July 10th. And fuck me, that is so good. Just disgusting and dissonant. Mm-hmm. Honestly, dude, that was a good track choice. I will. Uh, I will. Uh, give you that house of turin has a bit too long and contemplative of an introduction i think it just takes a, a bit too long to get going the, the fucking the middle of that song is amazing though like a, around two and a half minutes into it it really starts doing some super super interesting stuff but i feel like it takes a bit too long to get going for it to be the podcast song yep oh no yeah, absolutely i mean once again dude it just it i mean especially on the chat everybody's just like oh shit like right off the bat it's like yeah, yeah. the discord definitely approved of that choice so that, <laughs> yeah. that makes yeah, me the happy it's actually approved both choices so far as far as the track so yeah that makes me happy yep just play the whole album kevin says <laughs> man kevin i don't know i think you've got a point there man <laughs> that might just be the outro just playing the rest of the album right give him the 16 minute song and we'll just go you know step away i'll go for a drive and i'm sure Sadas won't mind that at all no, <laughs> we're just streaming their full album <laughs> all right um so next we're gonna give you some math core news for the month of august So we're sort of light on real news, as we probably always will be with this segment. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alexis Marshall of Daughters just dropped a new single, Nature in Three Movements, via Sargent House Records, and is supposedly dropping a solo album, but all the details are still TBA. Hmm. Did you okay. hear that? Did you hear the single yet? No. Is it good? Oh, it's real good. It's, yeah, it's like another, it's like... If Daughters went more like Krautrock is kind of how I described it. It really was giving me uh, Can vibes. Have you heard the song? Really? Father yeah, I know you've heard Listen. Father Cannot Yell. I know you know that song. That's what it was reminding me of. Dude, the first of all, I fuck with Can heavily. I love Can. Oh, we've, I guess we've probably talked about this before. No, we have not. I you Honestly, dude, that's why I'm so excited that you said Can out of your fucking mouth. I love Can. 
<laughs> really? I can't believe we've never discussed Cam before. We have never, ever, and that is, this is, if you weren't already my best bud, now we are best buds. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Krautrock cast. <clears throat> wow, coming, right? Coming we said Krautrock, I'm like, I'm like, when you said that, I'm like, Krautrock, I was like, D- does he mean like Cam? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I mean exactly like Can. That's that, I was getting real big Can vibes off his new single, so I am excited to hear the new album. The lyrics are also really good too. Uh, we did a couple really good premieres this last couple weeks. We did a, a premiere for Possession 1981, uh, featuring members of uh, Feral Lux. You can go check that out. We premiered a video for Cell Damage, SoCal Hardcore Metalcore. Go check that out as well. And uh, we premiered. A music video for The Sound That Ends Creation, who are actually dropping their new album on October 2nd via Dark Trail Records, so you can go check that out as well on 12-inch final and CD. Uh, Greg Pichiato dropped another single. Sounds hella 80s. It was like real synthy and shit. Did you hear Wait, that is, new uh, Pichiato single? I know you're not really uh, a Dillinger fan, but... But, but um, is this Greg stuff as far as Killer Be Killed? Is that one we're talking no, about? No, no, no. Which is... Honestly, I hate to say it, I'm That's not into butt, it at all. It's some butt rock, dude. It's yeah, some real it's, butt rock. It's like it's like a butt rocky super group. It's like I love every member that's like in the group, but like the music is like I don't I don't know, man. It's some yeah. fucking boomer ass shit. <laughs> Pulling um, no punches here, but uh, the, uh, his solo stuff though is actually pretty good, and this new song is definitely a major divergence from the, the normal kind of math core sound that you would expect out of him. So is Greg just basically doing vocals, even though it's a solo project? Is that what the idea is? And he's just got like a backing thing? Like what's going on exactly? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he composes all the music. He does all the vocals, does all the guitars, and then he's got a, a drummer. I think that's I, amazing. Okay, all right. I can't, I can't remember what drummer he brought in on that, but yeah, it's so funny, dude. I mean, I mean, we we both love mathcore and stuff, but yeah, just I uh, Dillinger. It basically kind of stopped at Miss Machine for me, and I know I'll probably lose a lot of points that way, but I just, it just, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. That just was my favorite it. album, but yeah, um, you need to go back and listen to the rest of their discography, because it, it really does, I mean, Ironworks is amazing, uh, Dissociation is really fucking good, like, that was like an excellent swan song. Man, do you know what? No, Ironworks, you drilled in my head. I will give you that. That's Dude. an album that I appreciate after I gave up on them, but not gave up, just like stopped buying the records and stuff, you know? Uh, I didn't like Ironworks the first time I heard it. I actually, it took me a while to warm up to that, several years even. Yep, yep, uh, yep, I will agree with you. Um, I'm pretty sure Ironworks came out like when we lived together or right after, and then like I got into Ironworks again when I came to San Francisco, um, and I think you actually gave me a sticker randomly of Ironworks, like just a random like extra sticker, and then I, I went did. back to the album. Yep. I did, yep. yeah, because I had a homie who just had a fucking grip of uh, T-Dep's like, street team shit, you know, just a box of stickers and all this promo shit, so... Uh, Moving right along here, all 16 sets from Mathcore Index Fest 2020 are up on YouTube, so you can go check that out at uh, youtube.com slash mathcoreindex. Screamo Index. Screamo Index is an actual thing. It is no longer a shitty meme. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is a Facebook group, uh, a Facebook page, and an Instagram account, so if you want to hear, or uh, rather see... Levi's vinyl collection, get some sick underground Screamo recommendations from myself yeah. So, so yeah, guys, I mean... Once again, Screamo Index, like Christian runs 
Christian runs all the fucking technical shit. With the Screamo Index is the most hands-on I've been so far, and literally the only thing on that thing you see is my record collection. Other than that, that's all I got to offer. I just got fucking like... <laughs> well, I'm there to pepper in some recommendations here and there to sort of uh, insulate that content with something different. So, Dude, And then we also got... have... Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I mean, just that you have, um, you have a social media talent, uh, the brain capacity and just the... Uh, yeah, I just, you got a, you, you got the brain for social media, man. I fucking can't get on every chat and post everything. It's, I, I find it truly amazing what you do. You're right, Levi. I have lost my mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't, I don't, I, I didn't, I, uh, all right. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, Screamo Index is a thing. If you want to go follow us on Facebook and get some recommendations, we also brought in, uh, David from Zagama Beach too, because frankly, I, Levi is more of an expert than I am. And uh, bringing David on to help run the Facebook page, I figured it would kind of help add more Wait, content who, there. So. so the Screamo thing, we have Zegama Beach on there? Yeah, Zegama, uh, David, the owner of Zegama Beach Records, is actually one of the admins on Screamo Index's Facebook page. Check it out. This is me. This is me giving a clap. I'm clapping. <laughs> clapping right now. Love I mean, it. it was a no Love fucking it. brainer. There was no way that I couldn't bring David in on this because he knows his shit, so... Some other, this is not even news, but Carson got a retweet from Cardi B, so the, the, the Cardi Da Boys, question mark? No, but yes, we'll take that. <laughs> it's just funny. They, they're like, they're pretty fucking obnoxious on Twitter, but they're funny. I'll give it to them. And they're definitely getting extra traction for their band. So, you know, whatever it takes, to be honest. Snooze dropped another single, Feels Bad, which is sad. <laughs> I feel like it's commemorating the... Uh, the death of their recent death of their bassist Cameron who passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace, Cameron, man. Um, yeah. That real, is, um, that is very a, that sad. Is a, I mean, out of a, out of a puzzle, um, that is a pretty essential middle puzzle piece of that band. Um, I mean, it'll, this is, it'll be very interesting to see how this goes on. I mean, you can see it in the recording already, like how it sounds. Um, it's, it's just, man. it hurts. Like, yeah, it hurts because especially going back and listening to their older music, it's already kind of very emotional stuff and kind of, uh, yeah. you know, tear, um, <laughs> tear, kind of I'm, a tearjerker in its own way. So, I mean, like I'll, I'll touch back on it. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, Christian and I, we've loved Snooze since the beginning. Um, they did lose their vocalist. It was a bit of a, you know, an Internet Me Too thing uh, a few years back. That's um, unfortunately was, correct. Yeah. And, and it was unfortunate because it's unfortunate it happened. And it's unfortunate because um he's a good vocalist you know um but things things are the way they are uh and then i mean just another thing shitty people can be talented unfortunately shitty people can be talented yeah man um they can have a good voice uh and then they can have a year or two break and then somebody brings up that that shittiness and that's still shitty man um so i'm i'm you know it is what it is but then with cameron leaving it's it's not only cameron's death but i mean it's just another, like, I mean, you know, the Snooze is only fucking, what was it? It's five members originally, right? I mean, or four or five. I mean, you know, you take away the vocalist. All right, we get another vocalist. Well, then they started as a four the... piece, then they were a five piece, and then they were a four. I think they've, they've yeah. kind of shifted around a bit. Yeah, it's, um, they're, you know, crucial pieces are, are leaving. But um, honestly, uh, I just, I love that they are moving on with this. Uh, I, don't they have a pre-order out? Uh, I mean, I just bought the, actually, wait, they do. Um, I bought the pre-order today uh, for their new record. It's a, it'll be a six track, I believe, 12 inch. That's right. Yes, they're releasing yes. their new EP still. It's via, an EP, yes. It's an EP, yes. But it yeah, is a 12 inch. An EP 12 inch. <laughs> that, is, that hurts my fucking brain. It's, uh, it's, it's got to be like another like 20 minute kind of you know jaunt 
That's what I'm expecting. But you can get that through Choke Artist right now. Man, so that Christian, was, I got. Uh, I, I'm sorry. While we're still in the news, I, yeah. uh, this is the first time just like talking with you. Been looking at the comments and stuff, and man, isn't this fun? Mother- <laughs> uh, there's some funny motherfuckers, man. It's good. I like every, I like everybody's shit in here. It's good. No, I'm so um, glad that you're actually in the 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 chat now, being able to see and interact with it because it really does enhance this this podcast interacting with yeah. our our listeners in this way, at least that's great. Casually, that's great man. I don't feel yeah. like there's many other podcasts who are doing this. I don't think. I don't know of any other podcast that happens on a Discord channel that has like it's like interacting in real time uh, with commenters. Metal Injection does the same thing with the Patreon supporters right now. You can like go into and I believe they have like something where they do the they That's have a so they're, they're they're airing on a YouTube. You I know? support them on and Patreon then, and I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look on the Patreon things like the amount of money um, you probably, if you give a buck or two extra, you could be in that. And then they toss you in there. And then they're kind of like in this like interesting, like, I'm not sure what the program is, but it's like, it's like a zoom, but it's on YouTube kind of thing that they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you can, and I'm pretty sure that they get to see, like, they see everybody's faces too, that are listening to. It's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. And it, yeah. yeah, it's, it just brings a whole nother, like unique element to the podcast. I feel like it kind of like loosens things up a bit. And it's just generally fun to interact with, with our listeners because we love them. So um, I think yep. we're ready to talk about another band. So that was your that was your math core news for the month of August. Um uh um so uh that that is not released radar, right? That is a, no, that is a little separate different, different I like things. I like this, dude. I like this. All right, all right. Yeah. Math core news is the place that we can kind of talk about the singles and release announcements, and then release radar is something that I, a title that I lifted directly from Spotify. So I hope they don't sue us. But that's hmm. that's that's where we run down the the releases of the month past in one quick little list for you. So you get Love your it. announcements, and then you get the things that actually have come out. So it's more of a reminder to go back and listen to them. It's almost a reminder for me. <laughs> you know what I'm that, saying? Man. Like, yep, yep. Because when I'm like going back and doing my year in lists, I legit go back and look at my podcast notes. So, um, anyway, next we're going to talk about Nouveau Lascura. Nouveau Lascura are a screamo quartet from Los oh, Angeles. Shit! Yes, uh, really sick band. They, they just released a fantastic album. Their self-titled full length via Zegama Beach last year. And they've already followed that up with another full length this year as we suffer from memory and imagination, which they released on June 19th and uh, dog night production. So kind of stretching back for this, but this is a Patreon voted band. So we wanted to make sure that we actually got them. Sometimes it takes us like a month or two to get to some of the, the lesser voted ones, but we finally managed to work this one in. Yep. I mean, that is the, that is the thing about the, the newer weekly podcast. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, we, this is the one thing we'll try to avoid is just covering everybody right away. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I guess at some point, hopefully, we can we're we're searching for bands instead of now where it's like you're we're almost having to like pick and choose, you know, and kind of like uh, trim the fat, so to speak. Well, it'll be a little easier for us to do because we'll be talking about stuff that's like super recent. Like we'll be able to now cover stuff that came out within like a week or so of the podcast. So yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll feel more more current going forward. And release radar will, of course, just become a once a month type of um, you know type of thing. It won't be we're not we're not going to do things that came out every week. I'm just going to you know first episode of the month is when we'll do that. And somebody already said Screamocast. Yeah, this is see this is the band that we should be talking about on Screamocast if that were a thing. And 
it might yep. be a thing. Maybe. Well, the the thing is, the thing is, man. I mean, uh, with with Screamo Index, uh, that was not I an def- encouraging preface <laughs> from yeah, Levi. With with Screamo the Index, is, that is the, no, uh, the Screamo Index. Um, I've uh, following other pages and stuff and looking into everything. I've I guess I've shied away from paying attention to newer screamo that's been coming out like uh really like just like gillian carter like something like that like i did not know was a thing and i'm like oh my fucking god um so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of screamo that's coming around and like newer stuff and naturally you know whatever was whatever was old is now new you know so you have like a new generation just you know finding records and fucking pumping out good shit so i mean honestly (laughs) the cycle of nostalgia worship continues it's interesting man but also i'm seeing a lot of European and like just uh, across the pond screamo like newer stuff that's like fucking really good um, a lot of Envy-esque kind of like style going on a lot of like melodic black and kind of stuff going on you know you took the words right out of my mouth everything is yep. so everything's blackened now your screamo your grindcore <laughs> everything, everything is black everything's, everything's fucking blackened <laughs> it's all right it's all right though a little like shoegaziness like it, it, i'm all right with all that man as of right now um you know that that but, is what that's what uh, that's like oh, no i'm just I, i'm so flustered i don't even know what to say that is what bothers me the most about modern screamo bands and just circling back to nouveau lascura i think that is what one of their strengths they don't really yeah it's it's solid chaotic screamo that doesn't tarry too long in that atmospheric or shoegaze territory. I don't feel it, like there is a bunch of fluff on this record. It's touching back onto like heads or zeros kind of approach, just like the older like late '90s, early 2000s uh, screamo approach, where um, yeah, it's not as atmospheric, I guess. Um, uh, Which just I appreciate. Like straightforward. Oh, dude, absolutely. Um, <sighs> fuck. Um, and I don't know how to say this. Uh, generally, like with screamo. Um, it, well, a lot of bands, I, uh, vocals are vocals, uh, but there is this like that's true, Levi. With, vocals are vocals. But with 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 um when when you're screaming <laughs> and going at this higher range, um I feel like uh the the female fronted vocals are always going to be something that I will uh, and I just I have to say it. Uh, and I know, I know. I, I, to, like, that hesitation on... there. You don't want to acknowledge it, but I mean, we've done it. Listen, man, I've behaved for a very long time, but I'm just <laughs> going to say the words female fronted vocals. I, and especially uh, screamo, um, I'll say male, female fronted vocals. Like we just want to acknowledge quickly though, that we, we understand that is not a genre tag or some it kind is not of a genre tag or I'm a novelty to be applied. Like I'm it's telling you what is fronts the band. Yeah. I'm telling you what's happening in the band in like, it's just me. I fucking love it. And it's just, it gives me this extra little thing. Um, but other than that, uh, this band, uh, in just embraces, um, they seem not to have, uh, a fully political approach, but once again, we're all pretty pissed off these days and, uh, they, they definitely, the lyrical content and everything it's there. Uh, I just um yeah that, I they're actually say, I mean they're using the funds they're donating all proceeds from this album to various bail funds and charities exactly have, yeah, they've exactly. raised $4000 <laughs> so consider throwing so, them a couple bucks so what what makes this truly a screamo band and especially I'm speaking of like that the the late 90s early 2000s screamo that you know uh that that time that that piece uh it is fast yet melodic at times and then Mm -hmm. just it's um fuck man it's screamo that's all that it is it's (laughs) fucking it's great it's a great balance of everything um i really really enjoyed this album 
Um, and I was actually quite upset that the physicals are already gone. Um, it seems like the, the physical vinyl left pretty fucking fast. Oh, uh, absolutely. Which is quite all right with me because that means I could need to fucking hunt it down more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to end it, uh, that I'm just completely stoked on this band. Um, just with us, you know, I'm going to say the word again, just screamo, just like with us doing screamo index, just randomly popping up this last month. Um, this band really like grabbed my attention. Uh, and I got super juiced off this. This is by far my favorite, like, listen, this whole, uh, episode, even though we got bangers all throughout. I guess that's not too surprising. Yeah. So Give, yeah. Given kind of your history. There, right. Yeah, truly. I mean, the, <laughs> due to your history, Levi. The, uh... <laughs> and the production is just so excellent. So I, it really does sell what they're doing. Like they, they recorded with Jack Shirley at atomic garden studios right here in the Bay area. And just what? Yeah. So biting drums and guitars and vocals on this record. Awesome. Awesome. Down with it, man. Yeah. It's, it's really great. And you know, right from the start, there's that quick little clean intro, but right after that, like it just explodes. There's essentially a vivisection, which spends like the majority of its time, like lulling you into, into a sense of like false security. And then they just like show that explosiveness again, just back to them being like very concise and like the songs are only like two minutes. They waste no time basically by overladening this album with instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some tracks that I liked, uh, I liked track one as the mask begins to slip, uh, begins to slip rather track two for their own diversions. And I think victory position was actually my, my favorite song. Uh, my favorite track would be, uh, for their own, uh, diversions. Yep. Yeah. The, the first three songs in this album are just so strong, like really, really strong introduction. But I think that victory position is the best because it's pretty much got everything that I want in a screamo song with that chaotic intro that melodic seven chord bridge. And then if you don't know what a seven chord is, it's something that you hear in a lot in fucking emo and screamo. And then, um, like a heavy ass breakdown to close it out. And like all in a tidy one minute and 23 seconds. Yep. So I think we should give them that one. Oh dude, absolutely. I'm down fucking. Yeah. Nice short and sweet. Right. Um, one quick thing though. I did feel like, pixel vision anxiety with the exception of the outro felt a little out of place in terms of quality when compared to the rest of the track listing. That was just one note. It's like, I feel like they kind of throw in, they, they threw in a song that was sort of almost a throwaway with that beginning riff. I, I see what you're saying there. It just like, wasn't, I like <clears throat> felt very also my other, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but there's this one riff at the end of careless memories of separation. Again, this is very Christian of me to point this out, but I mean, it's a, which is also a really sick song title, by the way. But they clearly lifted the riff from Veil of Maya, It's Not Safe to Swim Today. Oh, you pick apart that shit, man. I tell you what, you're fucking, you're on another it's just, level with that. It's like one riff that doesn't even repeat when Veil of Maya's song, really. But, like, it fucking stood out to me so much that I, ha- I was, like, writing it down. I, like, stopped what I was doing elsewhere to, like, run to the computer and write that down. Um, oh, crazy. <laughs> But otherwise, I pretty much love everything else this band is doing. So, uh, And if you're a fan of uh, Loma Prieta, Infant Islands, I don't know, Levi, you got any other? Heads or zeros. I would say <laughs> Love Lost But Not Forgotten. That's kind of an, Absolutely. an obvious comparison. but Yep, yep. All right, so we're going to go ahead and give you Victory Position, which is track three from As We Suffer From Memory and Imagination, which came out on June 19th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Victory Position, which is track three from As We Suffer From Memory and Imagination, which is uh, Nouveau Lascura's new album that came out back in June. So the next band we're going to talk about is Backseat Driver. Backseat Driver are a four-piece post-hardcore progressive rock band from Puerto Rico. And, uh, man, this is some super catchy stuff. Really? Oh, my fucking God. This is this kind of the sleeper the for me of the episode. Homie, you would... I, first of all, I'm quite upset with you that you didn't drill this in my head 500 times before I actually listened to it. But, um, yeah, man, um, this one grabbed me by the boo-boo. I was fucking down <laughs> with this. Yeah, it's quality. Like, I usually shy away from so much prominent melody and singing, but the vocal lines are really good like they're super catchy you can't very... escape the hook man you can't escape it man it's too fucking catchy yes just like, the melodies there. are tight like if you're in the mood for something more melodic this is some really good shit they break it up with a nice little like 8-bit interlude track too oh that little like a uh, bit chip thing yeah that's fucking amazing yeah chip tune is what you would call chip that tune. They're a little bit chipper little bit chip yeah even though this is technically an ep i guess given the number of uh, tracks and the length it still is like it feels like a fairly substantial release and it clocks in over 21 minutes so unless you're an albumist you probably would consider this to be a complete listening experience and thus an album in its own respect but word word overall really strong and probably like the one that the band has wanted to release all along. I think I went back and listened to their older stuff and it was all, it was all pretty decent, but like, this is like such a leap ahead of what they were doing before. Like they really, like I said, I think they released the album. They probably wanted to release here. I liked uh track one bubble party. I think that's a pretty fucking well-rounded song track two delayed kind of has like a slow, intro but the midsection and finish are just like excellent and then i also really liked campo which has a great latin jazz feel that i couldn't help but recall the mars volta and arbus as uh, per our last mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. episode really bringing that arbus kind of vibe for me combining progressive metal and post-hardcore and latin jazz all together and really well like this is like super well executed shit on on campo especially um that's where you really see that style actually start to come out I also really liked, I think this is the track that we should give our listeners, El Silencio de Cuerpos Aeneas, track five, which is probably the most impressive song. Just, I think that's the one that's like got the most interesting rhythm. Uh, Dude, I got to tell you, uh, this is definitely uh, another just like, I guess just fast, feel good math rock, man. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just got almost... um, more of a just that catchy poppy kind of side there um, truly you know almost to the point that it reminds me of like mid to late 2000s metalcore in the way that they yeah it yeah, can yeah, kind yeah. of so that that's like my, my that's like, like my main critique is that at times it can get pretty goddamn formulaic with the interplay between the singing and the screaming that that becomes pretty what? predictable at times there was like there was like a there's like a uh like a metalcore kind of band with a female vocalist it wasn't Evanescence. It was like it was someone. She had like red hair. Uh, everybody sang. I don't know, but yeah, it's fucking. Um, this like her voice definitely was like it's very clean, and very. Um, I guess just once again, just kind of poppy. Just like it, 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 it was. Um, like uh, I was jamming it, and Veronica came into the room earlier, and she was like, "Yo, 
I don't like this. <laughs> She's like, I was, I don't like this at all, dude. Like, okay, okay, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying there. Uh, but um, honestly, dude, uh, it, it was a great blend. I love the backing, kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say like low vocals, but it's like just like some extra like little beef in the background, mm-hmm. you know. There's some um, backing screams from the bassist. Yeah, but it wasn't like whoa, 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 like just over like beefy like metalcore vocals and stuff. Like it was nice. Uh, I thought there was a great balance. I thought these guys did everything amazing. Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, just um. It was something that I was digging. It's almost like a Professor Caffeine and the insecurities where it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. It's fucking, that's it. But it's a specific time where I can take that vocal range and like, you know, swallow it down properly. Um, <laughs> just due to how, what, just the, the clean, just the clean poppiness of it, I guess. Um, just the, the tone, maybe. I don't know what it is, man. It's it's all of the above, probably. Well, well what it is, their sound is very much derived from the fall of Troy's sound. I would say I'd, I'd pick that as like their main influence. Okay. I mean, other than, other than like the Latin jazz thing coming in there, but it's, it's got way more of like a a progressive metal edge to it. Yo, Paramore, Paramore is the band I was thinking about. Oh my goodness. That's the fucking band I was thinking about. I'm not an expert on Paramore, so I I can't really speak uh, intimately about that, but. uh, Now I don't have to have a brain tumor about that and now I'm just good now. It's all good. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, if you like the Fall of Troy, Seder, uh, and Arbus, especially, I think that you'll you'll really dig what this band has to offer. Seder also released a really incredible record along the very similar lines of what we're discussing now. So I would also go check that out from, from Atlanta. Remember that band, Levi? Yep, absolutely, man. So we're going to go ahead and give you uh, El Silencio de Cuerpos Anias, which is track five from a mm. place called Levitown. And that's... Uh, what are we talking about? Backseat driver. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who, who is it again? And I was a, taken back by your pronunciation there. I was like, ooh, Christian. All right. <laughs> I probably botched it. But uh, that is that is track five from A Place Called Levittown, which is Backseat Driver's new EP, which came out on July 29th. Here we go. Oh, 
right, so that was El Silencio de Cuerpos Enías, which is track five from Backseat Drivers. <laughs> I had to think about it again. Backseat Drivers, new EP, uh, a place. Wait. Might leave you there. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking yeah, dick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you podcasting, bro. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> I thought I lost you because it was just like so <laughs> no, no. deathly no, fucking just, silent. Hey, no, no, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. I'm you know, out. I'm not even gonna fucking try to go back and fix that. We're just gonna we're gonna push ahead. We're all here, man. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. All right. Uh, <laughs> trying to derail the podcast too much here. All right. So earlier, hey, yo, earlier, everybody, when Christian was gone, I got a text from him. He's like, "Yo, where are you, Dingus?" And he was gone. He was gone the whole time. It wasn't me. He was him. He was gone. Yeah, for once, it was me. Yeah, it's good shit. Like I said, you better savor it. All right. So next, we're gonna give you your release radar for the month of August. So first, uh, and most notably, Mocha to Earth by The Fall of Troy. I hope I said that right. Am I saying that right? Mocha to... Mocha to I can't even fucking say the name of the town usually. So. Oh, dude, I would pronounce it Mokatio. just like that. Yep. Anyway, uh, that's where The Fall of Troy are from, so that's their new album that just came out. Uh, Horse Torso just released a new album, Micro Pianist. 2018 slash 2XX1 by Limbs, the Filipino mathcore band. Just released that through Dark Trail Records. What up? <clears throat> Death by Detail by Needleplay, the instrumental version of their recent uh, EP, which we talked about last time. Levi was very upset about that. I don't get the fucking <laughs> instrumental shit, man. God damn it. Uh, but anyways, uh, okay, move on, move on. Fabula and Sejuet. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but the new two-track B-side EP from Protest the Hero. Uh, Ultraviolet by Misery Signals. And uh, the Octagonal Stairway by Pig Destroyer. Not Mathcore, but fuck you. I like that band, so we're going we're gonna to mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody wants to argue Pig Destroyer in here, you go fuck yourself. We're going to talk about Pig Destroyer. Not really, but... I'll talk about I'll, I'll talk about what? members I'll talk about members of Pig Destroyer just members of Pig Destroyer. I'll fucking talk about I'll talk about Blake for an hour. I don't give a shit, dude. So that was your release radar for the month of August. So next, we're going to talk about Nurture Nurture. Nurture Nurture are a math rock duo from New Brunswick, Canada. And this is something... They, like, persisted in, like, hitting me up on Instagram for a while about listening to their music. And for some reason, I just didn't get around to it until literally day before yesterday. <laughs> when they'd been... The single came out in fucking... Um, when was it? I guess it came out on August 14th, so it's not too too long ago. But, you know, in in the time for a song to have been out and not have gotten a, maybe a crucial share, essentially I'm, I'm, I'm feeling remiss about not getting to covering this release until just today because it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, it could best be described as math rock because it's got, like, twinkly, finger-tapped guitar lines, but it's also very emo with those, like, whimsical yet melancholy lyrics 
and the delivery and the wordplay especially i think is kind of like um dude twinkly is yeah uh uh melancholy i like that too uh, but yeah twinkly is totally the description uh i had here um it's it's great man yeah big time big time twinkle vibes on this and just <laughs> big time <laughs> about a, about a hundred on the twinkle scale absolutely there's dude. like there's like no there's no picking on this release as far as as near as i can tell I, I think it's just on this single anyway it seems to be all finger style yep and uh yeah just great lyrics too like really clever wordplay i don't know if you take the time to go back and listen to that full length they released last year but i did i did excellent like every song on the album had thought-provoking lyrics and technical yet very catchy um and memorable riffs just like good good stuff relatively new band too like they sound so yeah. seasoned for being like a year old well even just lyrical content too i mean they um it, i mean just like with the music it just seems pretty uh, like they they knew what the fuck they were doing from the original like from the gecko just uh like yeah they have exactly. it all dialed in pretty you know and that's great sometimes that just works out that way and you don't gotta fucking release 500 things and then finally find it finally tune it and everything you know yeah i get the feeling like the main songwriter for this band definitely has a very distinct vision about what they want to do with this this project so yep. yeah there's definitely like a vision behind it yeah just a really strong debut ep that was that was equally impressive and diverse furthermore from song to song like they don't repeat themselves which i think is kind of a tendency for like newer bands kind of like do very formulaic and very derivative stuff Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. One critique I had though is they're, they're charging a bit too much for that one song. It's like three dollars. I got that on my notes, homie. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty dollars, steep, dude. Three dollars Canadian slash more than two dollars American is a little steep. I, I would highly recommend that you make this a dollar or name your own price, as you're not offering any kind of physical. So. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think so. it's expecting a lot of people to give you three dollars. Or you know, two dollars American for one song. Granted, the quality is there. Like, I'll I'll give you that. Like, they they know that they have a very good. I hate to put it like a fucking marketing person, but they have a very good product, and they clearly know that. So they're not undervaluing, certainly. But yeah, I think you might be overvaluing a bit in terms yeah. of how much you expect people to pay. But man, just so so promising, like. I really hope that this becomes another another full length. We get another full length this year because this is like the best of Delta Sleep. This town needs guns. Abso-fucking-lutely, dude. Terra Mellos. They also really reminded me of some newer bands like Snooze and a Blackbird in Route, your, your homies. Yep. The, the Fall of Troy, too. On their, their, their last album, the Fall of Troy influence is there big time. Yeah, dude, honestly, you're taking everything from my notes. I just, I totally agree with you. This is, yeah. I, sorry, sorry, I don't want to steal your thunder. Um, what track would you say is your favorite? Uh, I mean, there's only the one song from the single. Oh, right, the but... one, the one from the single. Right, right, right. right. So I don't only. Really well, have here's the thing. There's the thing. The, the back. The I mean, the last, but... the last, last album. I mean, honestly, I dug it a lot, man. Uh, oh, it's I, actually um, a full length album. It's ten tracks. Holy shit! I was calling it a track. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be ten tracks. Yeah, I just saw that too. Uh, so yeah, I guess we just got the one track. Never mind then. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and give you that one track then, which is <laughs> that one track, <laughs> which is called uh, "Lonely Habits," which is Nurture Nurture's new single that just came out on August fourteenth. Here we go.
right, so that was Lonely Habits, which is Nurture Nurture's new single that came out on August 14th. So the next band we're going to talk about is Kin. Kin are a four-piece math rock band based in the U.S. with members in different locations. It's a remote project. And uh, they just dropped their four-song debut EP, How Is It Out There, back in July. And it's all very short math rock, very similar to, um, well, Nurture Nurture. I could say a lot of the same things that we just said about them. It's absolutely, absolutely. Whimsical and slightly melancholic. Again, as I just mentioned, the songs are all very short. I mean, this amounts to like less than four minutes of material, less than five minutes of material, I think. And uh, almost, um, almost making it more of a demo, really, if it weren't for the production and the artwork. If anybody out there is um, into this, uh, I would say the the more kind of like laid back, like where's my weed, where's my beer kind of like style approach that they're doing is uh, kind of like um, Sharks Keep Moving. You know, uh, the vocalist of um, Minus the Bears, like first band that he did, I kind of was like shoving that down your throat years ago. It's like just super long minus the bear tracks without like so much vocals. And then it's just more little content of just like doing drugs and drinking and shit like that. You know, mm. um, this is kind of that, that feeling I get, um, the minus the bear like a, kind of vibe. Yeah. That, 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 um, the reason I say minus the bear, it's I mean, the subject matter is it's, it's the laid back, almost spoken at time vocal approach. Okay. Uh, there right. um you know uh and then uh, the thing with with kin this is one of those bands that i believe uh from the description is based i mean from what uh, what we're listening to and i'm pretty sure they just formed out of the pandemic they just made music that's because right of the pandemic mm-hmm. which is fucking amazing and we've already come across two or three of these through the last uh few episodes of us recording remotely oh, I- and uh I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a pattern. Like we're going to end up covering more and more, more and more remote projects like this. I'm sure. Absolutely. But I mean, it's, but this is one where you read the description. It's like due to the pandemic, this is now a thing. It's like, okay, that is interesting. Like that they throw that. It's not even like a, you know, they go down the roads like, Oh, the interviewer's like, Oh, wouldn't you guys get It's like this right away from the beginning. The bio is like, yeah, we met because we can't go anywhere. So here it is. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, right. um, what a I beautiful really thing to come of a shitty situation. You might as fucking well embrace it, man. Um, but uh, also, so um, I was talking about the whole uh, sharks keep moving. Sharks keep moving is great. Um, each track is like you know six plus minutes or whatever, but it's 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 very mellow, mathy kind of stuff. Uh, here they just do the complete opposite approach, and I fucking love this very laid back but short and sweet. Um, these these tracks. Uh, I just I would I would take so many tracks of just like almost like thrasher punks like uh time limit songs like one minute 120 130 grind like, what like Length. what the fuck and, and with his vocal approach he's still getting some shit across but it's like <laughs> it's I, I don't know man this was this was a uh uh, uh um it, it definitely got my, my wheels turning in my head. I was like, this is a different approach altogether. And I really enjoyed it a lot. So, and it just had a nice groove. I did too. The whole fucking, the whole, the, the, the whole four tracks, uh, each one <laughs> a minute long, you know? Uh, but it was great, man. No, they're all equally enjoyable too. And the lyrics are great too. You know, fuck my landlord and yours too. That's something we can all agree <laughs> I upon. I hear right? that dude. Yep. You ain't got to tell me dude. 
Uh, eat the rich, as I like to say. <laughs> um, so, also some really lovely guest vocals on Lavender by one Christy Wright, who just fucking kills that feature. Dude, once again, how do you, with that just that extra vocal? You're just adding the vocalist. You're adding that in there, and it's still just less than two minutes long. It's it's great, man. I love it. Um, did you what, like? I gotta ask, like, what was your favorite track on this? Uh, I think Saffron was probably my favorite. Honestly, I liked every track. I mean, they're they're all so quick. It's like, you, but but Saffron seems to be the song that they actually has like more developed ideas. Like this is a very short release, which kind of leads it, oh, me absolutely. to my yeah, yeah. kind of leads me to my critiques. It, this is a short release, almost too short. You know, it's five minutes. This doesn't really give them any opportunity to fully develop. You know, very many ideas. And I think that in Saffron, they actually get a chance to maybe do that a bit more. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Cerulean. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, Cerulean, I think it is. Yeah, Cerulean. Yeah, Cerulean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was my favorite track. Yeah, uh, which, by the way, all these songs are named after cities in the, the first generation Pokemon game. <laughs> You're a nerd. I know. And I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. Of course, it wouldn't. It, it would just escape you because they're all they're just colors, but. Yeah, it escaped me. That's exactly what it did. <laughs> all right. Uh, and yeah, if you're a fan of uh, Snooze, TTNG, Delta Sleep, all the naturally, all that naturally. second generation minus the bear kind of stuff, then you'll definitely dig on this shit. So we're gonna play for you Saffron, which is track through. Excuse me, track two from Kins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Track two from. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That was fun. That was good. Kins Kins new EP, which is called "How Is It Out There," and that came out on July thirty first of twenty twenty. Here we go. I can't do another cockroach in my cover. So that was Saffron, which is track two from Ken's new EP, How Is It Out There? And that came out on July 31st of 2020. And yes, that was a whole song. Yep, yep. I hate to brag. Whole song. <laughs> yeah, it's like you blink and you miss it. So, and now for something completely different, we're going to talk about Ikime Funa, which is a well, an experimental hip-hop cybergrind project, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Let's talk about a refresher for the episode here. This is the palate cleanser of the episode, for sure. Yeah, I don't really know where this project is from. I'm assuming it's based out of the United States, but it's like a crazy blend of electronic, slam, cybergrind, and not really mathcore, but kind of, like, and, and hip-hop, obviously, just all rolled into one. Essentially, it's some like very forward-thinking, 
almost futuristic shit, very similar to what Void Dweller is doing, I think. And this new song in particular is just like seeing the most distinctly extreme crossover too. Void Dweller does that specific like, like throwing in the the, the samples and like almost like mm, podcast samples sometimes. So it's pretty pretty nerdy there. Boy, yeah, Holly in the Discord Dweller's just doing. said Van Row. I'd have to agree with that too. That's another. Yo, fl- shout out Van Tannero anyway. Indeed. They started following Screamo Index and they are deep in that man. They fucking <laughs> they are shit. Yeah, they're the fucking homies for sure. If you, if you like some some kind of like grind electronic hip hop, just on the subject Van- of being forward thinking. Van Tannero played uh, at Mathcore Index Fest in Oakland last year uh, during while everybody was outside. They did. They um, unofficially played. Unofficially played. Yes, yes. I, I think they were going to play no matter what. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, uh, that was going to go down. I mean, yeah. I, I made sure to fully acknowledge that they were going to be performing because I, I love them. We didn't end up putting them on the flyer because I didn't want to make Keith do another last minute thing for, you know, but we should have. We should have probably put them on the flyer. That that would have been the nice thing to do because I, I respect what they're doing. I think it's really cool. Yeah, shout out Vantana Row, and they're definitely uh out out uh, with us here in California, taking in all the 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 nice fiery colors and shit. I've been watching their stories. They're more deeper orange and red colors than we are right now. So, Indeed. but let's yeah. uh, let's get back to Ikimefuna. Uh, did you did you take the time to go back and listen to the back catalog? Christian, this is, would be another one where I admit I did not go back and listen to him. This was actually the second to last uh, band that I checked out, and I just didn't get get to the back catalog. Yeah, this was one that our, our Patreon supporters voted on, and one that we just hadn't gotten around to covering as of yet, so I yeah. felt like we needed to to give this one some love, especially since this new single is just so out there. And again, this um, is... Go ahead. Yeah. And I don't have much to say due to no, just being I. single as exactly. well. Yeah. yeah, it's basically just some extreme hip-hop with, like, cybergrind influence. And uh, this is probably going to get me fucking inundated with a bunch of people trying to send me their hip-hop projects. Hip-hop index is not going to happen, by the way. That's never going to uh, be a thing. I, yo, yo, it doesn't matter because you're going to forever get people sending you hip-hop shit. I don't care what you have or what it is. Dude, dude, I'll verbally speak to people and be like, oh, yeah, we do this and do this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy's got a hip-hop thing. You want to check that out? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Send send me the link. Sure. I just said math core. Yes, like, of course. Sure, we'll... yeah, sure. I literally said metal five times but it's cool dude. no it's i'm like good, i'm totally like, the sad thing is i'm totally setting myself up for it like by by covering this yep. project i am now setting myself up to be harassed again by <laughs> oh homie the universe is gonna provide you are gonna get some some lovely inbox uh, pieces here soon it's gonna be great yeah, yeah that's not really the, the you know that's not really the, the purpose of this podcast is to cover that specific genre i feel like the, the genre itself has so much traction we're, we're here to champion stuff that is forward thinking and if there's crossover appeal and potential then so be it and this is definitely one of those cases one of the very few mm-hmm. cases so um yeah and if you like a uh, void dweller death grips maybe machine girl i know machine girl is kind of a little different than the other two of course it's a little more i agree with you electronic though. but kind of the same sort of aesthetic maybe yeah anyway not being very thoughtful here. So we're going to go ahead and just give you the song. Um, so it's uh, the song is called By My Claws. 778 Mix is the parenthetical title, and that's by Ikime Funa. And uh, that just came out on August 3rd. Here we go.
So that was By My Claws by Akime Funa. And that's the new single which just came out on August 3rd. So the next band we're going to revisit is Horse Torso. Horse Torso are an avant-garde, <laughs> there it is, math rock no-wave quartet from New York. They played our first annual fest back in 2018. And they released one of our favorite albums of that year, actually. We've talked about them on this podcast before. And this is just like the most insanely odd-metered instrumental math rock with no-wave and free jazz influence that I've like ever heard. They're pushing the envelope really hard. Mm-hmm. Like When this band is locked into a groove, it is seriously goddamn impressive. Dude, they, uh, uh, I got to tell you right now. Um, so the other day I, I hit you up and was like, whoa, about uh, Horse Torso's live set. But um, I after listening to this over and over and over again today, um, there is a lot of groove in this record compared to their last release. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got stuck in it a little bit in a very good free for me jazzy way. Um, this one definitely today grabbed me uh, a different way than it did earlier when I wrote notes down. I I switched my mind. Um, yeah. The groove so, on this guy is not my kind of guy. Like when they finally like when it finally <laughs> yeah, like really dude. kicks in about a minute and a half <laughs> in, it's like so good or like a minute in rather. Yeah, but listen, man. Uh, even the short, the two short tracks, I was murdered, and the Jor- the the Jerry Springer Spaniel, Spaniel Day, Day Lewis. <laughs> God damn you guys. Such uh, amazing song titles. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> so funny. But uh uh those two tracks, the the shorter ones, like they grab me specifically. Uh but um I almost kind of uh did a a, a bitchy like I don't get it text to Christian a few uh days ago about this uh about this band specifically. Um it's always back and forth with me with Horse Torso. I can understand um, the, that though. It's it's challenging. The, the free form avant-garde style. I mean, it's you definitely have to listen and not only you have to listen, you have to appreciate it non-stop or you need to shut it off. It's not a passive that listen. Is, I think it's what you're trying to say. It is I it is the reading book equivalent to listening to music. <laughs> I need to pay attention and keep paying attention um if not i feel like i've lost my mind and i've lost the sense of time if i let this play in the background when i was working or something like that i'd fucking lose my shit um but um it honestly dude uh this album had such a nice freeform jazz groove that did not uh it just uh, man it just took me off 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 guard i i wanted to the free jazz is real strong in their influence for sure it is so heavy it's in every track (laughs) <laughs> it's throughout every track and every track yes uh that's all i gotta say um i uh i just i was not into it and the f- by the second to fourth listen man i am fucking hooked and i get it completely um yeah that's it that's all i gotta say i'll back you up on the like just generally getting fatigued with the amount of improvisational sequences though like this music can sort of be exhausting in its own way given the lack of structure uh, in the melody outside of each strong, like song's main motif. Cause there's really mm-hmm. just like one melody per song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they don't really, they don't give you a, a huge variety of melodies. It's usually just the melody kind of repeating as an ostinato and then free jazz soloing improvisational stuff happening underneath that. 
So I, yeah. that, that can get exhausting. That can be very tiring at times. It's just, yeah, as you were saying, it's a very, or what I would call a challenging listen. And I'm just not, I'm not getting as much energy or enthusiasm from the string players this around this time around as I was on the first album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But however, a little noodly, I, yeah. I guess at some times, yeah, like, I feel like they weren't, right? the performances just weren't hitting me quite as strong as they were on the first album. But there, that being said, there are some songs where I am, um, I am very impressed with their performance and those are actually the softer moments too. When the drums are dialed back quite a bit, those are actually some of my favorite moments on this record. Like the softer moments from the beginning of the hate paradox, especially and the first half of genuine ostrich three payments, <laughs> fucking great song title, uh, really chill introduction that leads into one of the best improvised solos of the album. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, that's where we start to see the hate paradox is where we see some really interesting guitar techniques on that song and Boom Boy by Foop. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, both, they both have such, they both have really interesting guitar leads that kind of sounds like a flute at certain points when it's hitting that really high register. And that was working for me. I hope they bring on I some I gotta go players. back and listen to that again. But yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the, be, like the, the solo from The Hate Paradox and like one part of Boom Boy by Foop both have very flute-like guitar leads that are like in a super high register. Anyway, though, the, the, the album is, is fucking, is amazing. This is like another like beneath, uh, excuse me, Behold the Octopus type situation where it's just really intelligent and technically challenging music with not a lot of discernible hook or catch for you to latch on to. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of things that are, there's, there's basically zero pop sensibility here. <laughs> um, uh, Just the, be in for lots of like no wave math rock. Basically this is like Arabon radar on fucking more on more LSD. <laughs> Dude, it is the definition of no wave. As I know now, now I know what no wave is. Uh, that, that was a good I'm, discussion. I'm, that was one of I'm our educated. Yes. <sighs> um, yo, but uh, uh, as far as the, um, the length of tracks and the style we're speaking of and it being hard to grasp, um, like I was saying, I love the shorter tracks, but as well, I love the length of the album. Very digestible. I can fucking, I was able to review this and not be tired with it. Even though, you know, we're, we're talking about like, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, that. Like it was, it, I, I just, once again, man, I love these like, you know, six, five, six track albums where I can really just sit down and just knock it out and enjoy it and maybe even listen to it again if I need to, you know? It's a lot of music these days, dude. <laughs> yeah, it looks like this album is under a half an hour long, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some of my favorite albums are fucking 20-something minutes, so, you know. It doesn't all have to be fucking eight-minute, ten-minute fucking prog, rank, you know, wankery, million repeats, and a bunch of useless fucking shoegaze in order to, to fluff out that <laughs> amount of time. Prog wankery. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a great album, and if you're into Yaoi, Hella, or Don Caballero, I think that... Uh, Caballero, <laughs> I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy what Horse yep. Torso are doing. So we're gonna play this guy. This is not my kind of guy, which is track two from Micro Pianist. <laughs> <laughs> also, a clever double entendre for the the album name, and that came out on. Uh, oh, somebody had to do that one. Somebody had to do it. I cannot believe there is not an album already existing called Micro Pianist. 
it's so it's so obvious that I'm mad I didn't think of it. And that that came out on uh, August 21st. Here we go. So that was this guy. This is not my kind of guy, which is track two from Horse Torso's new full-length album, Micro Pianist, which just came out on August 21st. <laughs> Guess me every time. It is really funny. Yep, it's good, dude. Um, yeah, it's great. And uh, I like the once album. Again, just um, short, digestible, solid. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it more with every listen, too. Yep. It, it definitely, it takes a while to grow on you, which I kind of it describes the band. You know, it's not, this is not music you can just like really jump into and I think immediately adore. You kind of have to like get in the groove of their music. I think if you like Yowie, you'll probably latch on to this pretty quickly though, or Airbon Radar. My cannabis usage definitely helped me enjoy Horse Torso, torso a little bit more. Well, you also listen you. to a lot of jazz, too. You listen to fucking... Oh, I do, and that's why I appreciate it. You know, um, I actually used to listen to... Fuck, I, I'm not even going to, like, uh, the Nate something explosion, like, uh, back in the 70s, some, like, early kind of freeform jazz shit. Um, I enjoyed... It's just, um, once again, man... There's a lot of music to listen to, and I don't, I don't got fucking time to listen. I, I need something with a hook and a fucking catch and some groove. Fucking, I don't got time for this kind of shit sometimes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say. 
Well, you certainly make time for plenty of metalcore. I know you do, so I know you got time for this, too. I got to make time for everything, Christian. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> for sure. I got to make time for a lot of Screamo, too. I got to do things. It's fucking, it's all, it's all over the place. Yeah, what do you think you're going to do if we actually start doing Screamo cast? Probably, like, like smoke a lot of weed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, like now, later? Like, what? I don't know, man. <laughs> what do you mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious what I'm going to do. Gonna I'm going to crush it, dude. <laughs> you know what, Levi? Know. You're right. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to do. You are one of the most predictable people I fucking know. <laughs> I'm going to burn to the ground. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, I guess that about... Well, no, no, it doesn't. We're not, we're not wrapped up just yet. I was going to say, you son of a bitch, you can't, you can't wrap it up yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up... I just want to uh, quickly thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, so thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Robert, Mike, Senza Kent, Matt, Austin, Jesse, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, Andrew, Chris, 30 Seconds Go, Jeremiah, Sonny, Spencer, John Bum, Ezekiel, Dimitri, Taylor, Eric, Jesse, Akoni, Rory, Chris, Caleb, Adolfo, Holly, Ethan, Andy, Bebop, Austin, Nabila, Graham, Christian, Matthew, Jim, Brandon, Jordan, Joshua, Danny, and special thanks to our new supporter, Brian. We love you guys. Really, really do appreciate all of your support. It means so much. Thank it, you so much. It really does. And especially special thanks to everyone who is in uh, the Discord listening right now. We really appreciate that, too. Eventually, we'll probably make this a live cast for everyone. But for now, if you want to come on Patreon, you can hear us podcast via our Discord. It's fun. Get in here, you know chat chat it up we talk about we talk about bullshit like anime you'll love it it's great so with that uh i guess that about wraps it up for the 48th episode of MathCast. i'm your host christian and i'm your co-host levi and we'll be back next week with some more sick underground bands good night and stay beautiful <laughs>